Hello everyone, this is Shilpa Mudigenti, your host today at Simplify CXM Podcast. And I'm so excited for our guest today, who's Liliana Petrova. She is the CEO of the Petrova Experience, which is an international customer experience consulting firm. And they help brands use customer experience to create loyalty that ensures brand longevity. Welcome, Liliana. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Awesome. Liliana, would you like to start off with a quick background about your company, yourself, and, and you know, what's your what's the role that you're playing in the customer experience world? Sure. I founded the Petrova Experience two years ago, uh, just before COVID, actually. Uh, so that was an exciting experience. <laughs> uh, after I was professionally raised in JetBlue Airways, Mm-hmm. And what we do um, to make it very simple is we we serve as uh, conductors in orchestra. That's how I like to express what we do. Mm-hmm. And the players in our orchestra are the executives of companies that want to be customer-centric and all kinds of players in, internally in the organizations that would bring to life the vision and the strategy of the executives to be customer-centric that may include redesigning processes and procedures. It may include thinking about culture and how interactions inside the company are reflecting the brand of the company. And it also may include design and implementation of different technologies that would Mm -hmm. support the execution of this customer experience vision that comes from the top. But whatever we do, we start with the executives and we all the time, we end with the customer. Got it. I mean, it's very interesting. CX as orchestra. No one has said that before, but I can see how customer experience is more of bringing people, processes and technology together than just in isolation that, okay, one fine morning I decide I'm going to deliver awesome experience to our customers. Um, 100% agree with that. So you, you you talked about like what three different parts of this orchestra. You have redesigning processes, second being the culture, which is which has to be driven, I believe, top down. And your approach of reaching out to executives first is it makes so much sense. Um, and obviously the final one being designing and implementing technology, the right technology. So my podcast focuses more on the last one, which is technology. I I believe there is a lot of uh, literature out there that talks about the various um, cust- you know uh, customer journeys and how do we uh, go about changing culture and. Uh, you know, there is a lot of uh, emphasis on redesigning processes that are more customer centric and and you know. Uh, that lowers your customer effort score. But at the end of it, I believe that technology plays a significant role in delivering that vision. Um, at the end of the day, your customer is interacting with some, uh, you know, something digitally. And I'm taking an example of digital here. It could be, you know, someone calling in the call center as well. But when they are interacting, there is a system at the end of it that's that's really taking in everything that's happening. And then whether it is storing the customer data or converting it into feedback and analytics that's further used by uh, the organization to improve 
all of that is technology. So I would my the premise here is it plays a technology plays a significant role. Do you agree with that premise in in delivering a desired CX experience? Of course. I mean, technology is where the the expression of all this work uh, upstream, if you will, happens. Mm-hmm. The challenge with technology is that without a clear set of design principles, technology can deliver different solutions. And unfortunately, what happens is brands meet with technology providers and they say, hey, implement your thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they don't give enough guidance. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that technology is instrumental and, and core to delivering digital customer experiences. But my passion and, and pet peeve almost is that it still needs to serve the customer and express the brand in order to be valued and live at the top of its capacity and, and efficiency, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And that's a perfect segue to my next question that I had with related to this is, what is your advice when organizations are looking to choose the right technology? And something you said really resonated with me, which is organizations try to get the technology first and then figure out what the experience is going to be. It, it has to be the other way around, as you mentioned, right? Can you give us an example of how you and your organization were able to successfully navigate that space? How did you go about recognizing what needs to be fixed or decided as part of the vision? And then how did that flow into choosing the right technology? Um, well, there are several examples I can give you, actually. Mm-hmm. Recently, we had a a client that is a charter school in Florida mm-hmm. and they had like more more many organizations they had a communication challenge with their students mm-hmm. and they also had somewhat of a of an internal engagement employee engagement um, not challenges but things that can be better I guess and technology in this sense works perfectly if if you choose the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew about the challenge from a previous engagement that we had around culture. And then we met with a technology firm that offers an app-based, I mean, it can also be a, a website, a web-based uh, application, it's both. But it's it's almost like a hub where you can upload all your content and it can serve for different things from remote orientation for companies to ha- being a learn- an LMS uh, system for uh, training or uh, even teaching. It has chat functionality and all kinds of bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that without the problem, it would have made sense right. to engage with this firm. Mm-hmm. But now that we had not only internal but external facing challenges this this technology suddenly became a really great solution for the problem awesome awesome so it's interesting that we or the organization looked out for the right technology 
oftentimes, especially at large organizations, they have a lot of investment in their enterprise applications and not just enterprise applications. There's just such a proliferation of uh, cloud-based services that, you know, different departments are, um, are using them at different capacity. How do you balance the approach with what existing technology we have versus the new technology that's very specific, that serves very specific purpose uh, in the customer experience journey? This is a fantastic question, actually. I love this question when I saw it because I was faced with something similar in JetBlue. Mm-hmm. I think this is where the CIO will play a very critical role mm-hmm. and needs to be engaged at a lower not lower, but more tactical level, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I think this is where the interaction between the business and, and IT is crucial. Mm-hmm. I don't think that large organizations have the, the right conversations mm-hmm. between themselves. Um, I think that a lot of times... IT operates in a silo and the business goes and meets with different vendors or or business providers without including the right people in IT. Mm -hmm. And often we see even things that we, the business, thinks there are no solutions internally already. So we Mm -hmm. seek external business partners to do it, but there already are. We just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I think the balance is literally one of these two sides needs to reach out to the other side and have regular meetings and and create this type of almost like cultural shift of of co-creating versus working in silos um and i think that to great extent that was the reason why all our implementations in JetBlue were so successful mm-hmm. it was because we really my department was very much meeting with IT on a daily basis, regular basis. And I think that that led to the efficient use, if you will, of the existing technology and the right engagement of new technology. So that was a very interesting point, Liliana, like an amazing work at JetBlue, by the way, uh, for you to pull that off. I have seen this uh, lack of communication and, you know, it's sort of a mistrust as well between the two organizations within a larger organization. And like you hit it on the head when you said, you know, we have to improve the communication. I have seen very solid technologies, right? CRM being so central, for example, to your CX journey being um, uh, not leveraged the way it could have been uh, in in gathering the customer data and, and feeding it back. Honestly, it's really sad. <laughs> yes. It's sad and it, and it happens all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's, I think, I really think it starts at the top and I hate to be like a broken record, but all <laughs> of these challenges really start at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you have a, a governance meeting at, at, at the executive level, which is, for example, what we had at JetBlue, that has the customer experience leader, the commercial leader, the IT leader, the CFO together mm-hmm. on a monthly basis, 
then anything that is implemented at a mass scale, like a CRM system, any type of personalization platform, or even if you are ramping up your your purchasing flow or or you know what I mean, or your website, these are massive programs that are going to be discussed at the top, mm-hmm. and when they talk, they're going to tell their people that. Mm-hmm hey, by the way, that's coming up, or hey, by the way, you should reach out to your peer on the other side because this seems to be a challenge. And when that happens, there's this natural connectedness. Mm-hmm. But when people don't meet, uh, then it, it really, almost like this design doesn't happen. There's no okay. design. There's just There's just tech implementation without any customization or any... Um, involvement of of the business now that being said i have to say i've seen both parties be somewhat uh, at fault here right mm-hmm. i've seen the business not want to deal with it and and not liking the work especially crm is a particularly painful one right because <laughs> we still haven't figured out that you know uh that unique customer identifier in any freaking mm-hmm. industry and nobody mm-hmm. wants to deal with data and, and, and cleaning massive sets of data mm-hmm. and I think that's really at the core of the challenges of CRM implementations is in which the in which side of the business resides data cleaning Correct. and and uh, and I don't again I think it's it's a joint effort but I've seen this fail in both scenarios i've seen it sit with it and then it says i don't know what parameters to use Mm -hmm. and how to clean and i've seen it sit in the business where you have the business saying i don't understand the risks of choosing these parameters and what am i gonna delete right in unintentionally yeah so i really think it's it's a joint it should be a joint effort Mm-hmm. And it should be almost like a group that is separate, that has one of each. <laughs> and these people's job is only to clean the data. And I kept saying that even in JetBlue, it is a one-time exercise. In mm-hmm. all fairness, the, the uncomfortableness is once. And then once you set the rules, it should take care of itself. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, organizations just don't do it. They just fail to do it. Right. A quick question on that, because that's very interesting. What is the agenda of this meeting? For us, it was customer experience. Mm -hmm. And I used to make this meeting. So I used to do the agenda and it would be different. Every year was different programming, but I did have a program that I was running for customer Mm -hmm. experience. And again, it really is important for the person managing this meeting to understand that that meeting, especially if you're a director or VP, that meeting is really a sales job. Mm-hmm. It cannot be you snoozing on uh, and, and just saying, let me just monotonously just give updates. Right. You cannot waste people's time, especially mm-hmm. executives. An executive will be engaged if you were solving their own issues as well as your own, you know what I mean? Right. So I would, even with my team, I would say, this is too, this feels too much like a reporting. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you can send in an email to an executive, that's not a meeting agenda. 
Right. A meeting agenda should be a question about a design that they have to make a choice or a challenge you have that two teams are not talking or a, a, some sort of a funding need you have that's that's falling apart or some sort of a regulation that needs to be decided if you're following it or not. In other words, every 10, 15 minutes at your meeting, your executives would need to make a choice or decision. Then they're engaged. Right. I mean, it, they, it feel all... used. they feel like you're using their brain versus just going there and saying, okay, let me give you the results of that. Right. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's almost like you have to first create the right employee experience before you get to customer experience. Yes. And you have to have a vision. See, like I keep going back to the top because all of these things are are, are interconnected. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you are doing a CRM implementation, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Like what business problem are you solving? And right. whose pain points are you alleviating? And what's the business case for your organization to spend all this money? Because if, if there isn't money to be made, uh, you're going to just be frustrated and trying to sell an idea that nobody wants to support. Yeah, a hundred percent. Since we since we talked about you know having the business and IT talking to each other as part of the vision, customer experience program in general, who from business really owns it? Is it marketing? Is it sales? Is it service? Is it you know some other group that I'm I'm not talking about? What what are, you have worked with so many customers? What what is your thought on that? What's your observation? It's a great question. I think the answer to this one is it depends. Mm. It really depends because if one thing that I think it should be unanimous and unilateral across industries is that whoever owns it needs to report directly to the CEO. Mm. That is the first point of contention that I think happens in, in across industries because the customer experience crosses teams and, and reporting lines. And it also has embedded an element of change management. And unless you have the hierarchical cloud, let's call it, mm-hmm. to be heard, um, you will not be impactful in the job. And I say I say that knowingly because I do remember trying to implement change when I was a manager Mm -hmm. and how difficult that was. And then how I had a similar meeting when I was much higher in the hierarchy Mm -hmm. and the turnout and engagement of my meetings changed immediately just by (laughs) changing Mm -hmm. my reporting structure. So I saw how powerful hierarchy is in big organizations. Uh, So that's the first thing. And the second thing, I would say it really depends because, you know, if you are a a software as a service company, Mm -hmm. maybe you take a product expert that is interested in customer service and has that empathy embedded in, in, in him or her. And that's a good candidate to promote into the customer experience role. If you're a retailer and you have a designer who has designed stores for 
15, 20 years and has an amazing experience with customer-centric brands, that person may be curious about tech and that person is the right person to put into the customer experience role and then he would or she would have to catch up with the tech. Either way, it would be somebody who doesn't know it all. You can never, mm-hmm. customer experience is cross, cross-functional role. So you mm-hmm. would never have somebody who knows it, knows it all. But you need somebody who has the right respect of the organization, um, that, that they know something very well, <laughs> and somebody who is curious enough for the other side that they're um, they're currently not knowing. And that's a great ambassador for the role. And then everything under becomes, again, a cross-functional team. So you would have somebody from tech there. You have somebody from the operations side there. You have somebody from marketing there. And would that be a defined team or would that be something that's a little more nebulous Mm-hmm. but is is meeting like a the group of people that's meeting regularly and together are dedicated to the customer experience program. That's something that you would decide later on, depending on the agenda of, of the program. But the okay, two things are, it needs to be under the CEO, whoever is doing that, and mm-hmm. it needs to be cross-functional. That person should have executive power to, to yes. define the vision and, and, you know, action it. Awesome. And a, li- a little snippet about that, like I, I remember back in the day, somebody, um, and I, I, I'm going to keep it confidential, but it was another airline leader that mm-hmm. um, visited our offices and, and asked me, hey, like, how, how come you were able in less than a year to redesign a lobby and, and do all this change in the customer experience of JetBlue? And I've been in my role two, three years, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out how to influence any change in the operation that's meaningful for our passengers. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, you know, who do you report to? Mm-hmm. And and that was the problem. He was embedded somewhere deep in marketing. Although he had some sort of a high title, they had many layers, the the where he was was disconnected from operations so the executive level was not the same in other words he was reporting let's say to a cmo but he needed to to influence the operation so again it really when when organizations decide to to set this up they really need to see where the change needs to happen and if you are a product driven organization maybe the customer experience leader does need to be in the product world it, it's wherever the customer is. I would start there. Awesome. Now that's a lot to think about, and, and I know this was a this was a very unexpected segue, but this was such an interesting discussion that I couldn't resist. Uh, coming back to what we were talking about, which is you know balancing the approach between existing tech versus new tech in the organization. There's been a lot of consolidation as well in the recent times in the CXM technologies with, you know, say Medallia, Clara Bridge, et cetera. For, for someone in charge of recommending technology, um, in especially in large organizations, what's your view on how do you prepare to make a decision on the tech investment? Like you have, on one hand, you have very consolidated 
enterprise, uh, you know, application systems like SAP CX, for example, which is really um, decided to buy the best of the breed and somehow figured out how to integrate it. And now you get a package. Um, the perception being that, you know, you have much better integrations because it's all part of one company uh, versus very niche players who do a great job at, you know, what they, what they promise to do. And, um, but, but they're all unrelated. Like what, what, as a CIO, how do, how do you go about recommending the right way uh, to make a decision on investment? It's also a good question. I think it depends on the size of the organization. Mm -hmm. buying the technology. An enterprise solution like SAP is usually more expensive. And it has it has embedded complexity. So although they have bought all these companies, you know, back in the day we had this big pain point with Salesforce, right? You would meet with Salesforce and they would tell you we can do it all. You would sign the paper and then suddenly you have three, four companies inside that you have to talk to. Mm-hmm. That level of internal integration within SAP or within Salesforce is the first thing I would probably grill them on okay. <laughs> in my meetings, right? To what extent I'm going to have one account manager? Mm-hmm. To what extent I have one API code that I deal with and I don't have five that I have to figure out? to what extent the data is flowing internally within their own applications real time versus having mm-hmm. lags. There are all these seams when you buy these different companies that unfortunately I don't think they prioritize to clean. So although they they look as enterprise, you know, one shop, one stop solutions on the outside, once you start digging into the implementation and the integrations, things start getting a little shaky. So yeah. I that's the first thing I do is really investigate to what extent that what they are saying is really happening. And if 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 they still don't have that cleared out, then there is nothing stopping me going the cheaper round and the cheaper mm-hmm. round of finding these solutions separately and having more leverage to customize each player individually to my needs as a, as a client. Yeah, I think the challenge is exacerbated when you already have these huge investments and enterprise uh, application companies, right? Um, you're an SAP shop or you're an Oracle shop, and then you try to bring in new technology that's, a, that's uh, probably doesn't fit as well, but on the other side, what what is claimed to fit really well with the rest of the shop also doesn't deliver. So I think that's that's uh, that's a very ongoing challenge that uh, especially large organizations uh, leaders are facing. And and again, the the investment is so significant. You know, I hear you. I mean, the switching cost sometimes is really hard. Yeah. I think this is where leadership comes in and and the matrices come in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been part of massive decisions at, at an enterprise level. And it, it's, it's a good old strategy again, 
right? You got to put your risks and 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 your capabilities and cross-reference things and see who fits more, fits more boxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even when you do make an assessment, you may, you may be making the wrong decision at the end. Yes. And it all ties back to the vision that, that you have been talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. It ties back to how our costs may be high now, but because you have the vision, it, it, you can showcase what your gains are going to be in the next coming years uh, once you have dipped into the <laughs> really uh, well-oiled <laughs> pockets of the organization. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the horizon of this type of implementations should be five plus years. So mm-hmm. if if it's near term, it's never going to work well. So, yeah. But I think it's still, um, I think it's still important to to gather the business and have back to this cross-functional conversation and and really make a very robust team that meets regularly that that chases all the all the modules of, of the tech you're buying mm-hmm. to avoid over indexing on the needs of one team of the organization and making a decision that would fit one side of the business but would really detrimentally impact the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember there was one time we had something like this where, let's say, the the website, the booking flow was great, but then the customer mm-hmm. service side was not so good. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes customer service is in a different geographical location, it really takes the person who's going to buy the technology to really think about all parts of the business and include all players in the decision making. Correct. Correct. I mean, that's so true. And even in the space of technology, uh, a very easy example that I can think of is how are you using, um, say, chat technology? Service might be using it in a separate, different way. Your uh, website chat might be different. Uh, That's, say, it's not going to service. It's going to someone sitting in auto management or someone in marketing. getting that cross-functional chat going on, you know, discussions going on will also consolidate how technology is being used in the organization and and uniformly. Exactly. All right. I think, I mean, a very, very interesting conversation, Liliana. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me. And, you know, I really hope that our audience learns something because I learned a lot uh, in this few minutes that I spent with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure being here. Thanks. Thanks, Liliana.